Hey, we're back for another episode of Their Stories with Dustin Anderson. I want to thank you again for tuning in on your favorite podcast listening device or wherever you may listen. Well, in the studios today, we have a very special guest. Mr. Nigel Butler is in the studio today, and he is a, well, he's an actor. He's a writer, a director, a comedian, and a producer, a plethora of talents he does offer. He's also the co-owner of Butler Media Productions and has been in many short films over the years. He has some great stories, and he's going to talk about his, well, his uh, one of his big projects, Problems Higher Up, available on Tubi TV and Amazon Prime. Also, Secret Santa, a new movie coming out in, well, very soon to get you in the mood for Christmas. Nigel Butler, we have the privilege of talking with him on this week's episode of Their Stories. Hey, we're back on another episode of Their Stories, and we are so excited because I have a complete stranger in the studios with me today. Actually, not actually in the studios. We were online, via camera, via voice in the computer. Now we're just basic telephone, but you know what? We can always rely on those basics of technology like the old telephone. And I have Nigel Butler on the telephone with me today, on the cell phone, not the dial, not, not like the old handheld, you know, the old school ones. Um, and, and he is joining me to talk about his journey his story and we're having a good laugh about this you know what because he is such a, a positive person it seems like because hey after 10 attempts Nigel hey we're gonna get this down right Nigel for sure we're, we're gonna make it happen it's gonna be great Hey, you know, so so I get to talk with you today because, um, you know what, you have a story to tell. You have a journey, and everybody does, and I think the beauty of someone's story is uh, I hope that I can learn something from you. I've learned something from everybody I've interviewed, and I do it because I just enjoy talking to people. I'm a people person. I, I, I think people's stories are, are so unique, and I know that might sound cliche, but I think that is, is really it just, it's just the reality of it. So, Nigel, you know, I, I, I think that you're somebody just by talking with you offline um, brings this type of positive energy and and I just want to see maybe tell us a little bit first about your background who you are and what makes you Nigel well for sure well I'm Nigel Butler for people who you know haven't caught on to that but <laughs> but basically as far back as I can remember I always wanted to uh, wanted to be an actor and that was when I was a kid, when I was in middle school, high school. And throughout those years, I got a lot of chances to uh, do plays and musicals and things like that. And that's really what brought me a lot of a lot of joy. But then I started to realize that the acting is what I really enjoyed. And I kind of disliked the stage part of it because there was no, nothing there afterwards like that, that I could watch. And it was then that I started thinking about um, film and uh, kind of movie acting and just doing short films and basic kind of, you know, stupid little skits on a, you know, a camcorder and things like that. I realized that I really loved film acting and that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, lo and behold, here we are uh, years later and now me and my brother, Stuart Butler, uh, we have a media production company, Butler Media Productions, and we're uh, we're making movies and TV shows and we're, uh, we're, we're making it happen, I guess. So uh, that's my story and that's how I got to you know where I am today and um, that's what I'm uh, enjoy doing what makes me so no no Nigel you know if you could take a look back maybe in your middle school high school days maybe even your college days whatever um, it, you it, maybe writing think about something that was, was there a subject that really that you thrived on uh, that you really felt that was such a, a connector to what you do today 
Well, I'm not so sure about a particular subject. I know there are certain stories that stuck with me, but those are uh, less from school and more from just that time period, those years. Specifically, the films that I first watched and I was like, yeah, 100%, this is what I want to do. Even the behind the scenes stuff, not just the acting. That was all the Lord of the Rings. Because when I was younger, and you know, this is a little bit, uh, it's, it's what it is. I enjoyed it. I would watch the behind the scenes for films and I would see how they were made, you know, the behind the scenes videos and whatnot. And I truly, uh, I just, I just enjoyed that. And I learned so much from it. And I, that really made me actually think about the, the reality of making a film come to life and looking good and telling a great story. And hopefully um, having people love my movies as much as I loved other films. So that, that's really where it all started was that kind of uh, extracurricular, you know what I mean? Uh, watching movies and uh, how, how they were made. And that's the beauty of, I think, uh, of, of learning about somebody's journey and their story is really, you know, they're starting to develop these passions in life. And it seems like you have this this, this certain calling that has led you into this passion of, of, of entertaining people and making people um, maybe reflect and, and, you know, just enjoy right what they watch with with your films in, in your videos and i think that's the beauty of it no no nigel was there somebody in your life that that really supported you throughout your your passion this calling that 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 was starting to connect early on definitely definitely my family um my parents grandparents who would drive me to plays and musicals things like that they were always very supportive in fact it was i, I it was i think it was my mom and dad who gave bought me and my brother our first cameras and our first camera equipment first you know really supported that and helped us get the softwares we needed to edit and things like that and they still do support us to this day it, it's really great i had a very good environment around me as far as um following those passions even when you know the more realistic thing uh, was always, you know, why well, don't you be a doctor? You know what I mean? That's it. You know what I mean? That's something that you'll definitely be able to do. But, uh, you know, they didn't really take that route. That they decided to just encourage me in the direction I was going and um, really, really helped me out the whole way through. I, I wouldn't be able to do everything I've done without them. And I'm uh, very thankful to them for that. Amen to that. That is that is so cool. I think it's so important to be able to reflect on that and be able to you know show that that type of of way of thinking, that gratitude, uh, in terms of how uh, people in our journeys, right, in those creation of our stories, uh, how people supported that. Now, again, I, and and one last question, really, on, on growing up before we get into really the the the, the rubber meets the road. I I, I think. Um, what, did you have any critics in your life, people that tried to pull you down, and did you use those as motivators, like saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna just, I'm not gonna let that bring me down. I have to be able to do this for myself. And uh, was there anybody like that in your life, or anything? I think there are people like that in everybody's lives. And uh, the the one thing I really do believe in is. Um, not to get hung up on it don't even you know and you can think about it if it's actually positive criticism like i'll tell you right now i'm my worst critic but i think that that's constructive criticism uh there, there's a difference between the two critics that you're talking about and the other kind which is the one i think you're referring to the more of a kind of downer person doesn't want you to succeed uh, don't don't waste your time with that because there's there's no point you can make you know the next citizen kane they're not going to care so it's really just um try to be better than your last self don't don't be trying to beat somebody else out because it's, it's not worth it even if you do win who cares like you know what i mean it's i, I don't know i just see that as a um, 
kind of a, an awful battle to become a part of, and it really just eats you up inside. So I, I try never to really look at that too much. Good point. I think that's great advice, especially with, you know, uh, watching some of your, you know, um, films and, and, and work right now, uh, you know, today and yesterday. I, I really think that uh, I, I know for a fact this is not stuff that you just snapped your fingers, did overnight. There was a lot of work. It was a lot of dedication. It was it was time. And I think that um, you, you can't let those critics right eat up at you because, again, that would probably affect your work. Uh, and, and I and much respect to that. In, uh, in in what you just said. So, Nigel, let's go into really the beauty of your story, the joy, what brings you joy in life. And and just talking with you off air, right, um, I, I could see that joy in, in, in your face. And I think, I think just looking at your website, Butler Media Productions, I think that just in that, uh, I, I can see the, the joy uh, in what you do. Now, I was uh, tuning into an episode of problems higher up. Tell, tell, tell us about this. I am very intrigued. I will be watching all of the episodes. I think I, I think it's... How do you describe it? What is the background? What brought you to, to, to make problems higher up? Well, I think that uh, what brought me to making problems higher up, a lot of basically the elements of my past life that we just mentioned all kind of went into that. I grew up in a church. I, I do have a lot of faith and that brings me a lot of joy is, um, you know, my belief in God and Jesus. And the fact that I went to this church, this church was always very supportive and they had very high quality equipment as far as technical stuff goes. And I've been writing sitcoms since I was in probably eighth grade, ninth grade, just because I love sitcoms. I love the Andy Griffith show all the way up to, you know, some modern day sitcoms too. And I, I'd write one and it would be way out of my league. I wouldn't be able to do whatever, you know what I mean? But I just enjoyed the writing and creating process. But then I had this idea and it was, it must've been when I was sitting in uh, a church someday and I was like, you know, this would make a good TV show. <laughs> just, people don't realize that a church is a business. You know what I mean? It, there is an office setting going on. And I thought that you could make a really good sitcom there. And I knew the, the people there well, because I've gone there my whole life. And uh, the youth pastor there actually was incredibly helpful and very friendly. Another person who supported me a lot. You know, and I'm, I'm still, you know, getting support from people. But, uh, you know, as, as I'm saying right now. And um, I, I wrote some scripts and they weren't good. But they had some basic structure to them or basic characters we really liked. And in 2019, actually, we decided, you know what, let, let, let's film the show. Let's make it happen. And it um, it failed miserably. I think we only got through six filming days and then somewhere around there. And then we were like, yeah, this is terrible. We're never releasing this. That's done. And we kind of scratched it. And we didn't really talk about it for a couple of months. Now, all the while, the idea of this show was still in the back of my head. And I was like, you know, we should have done it right. We should have gotten it done. And we actually have a video on our, on our YouTube channel about this failure. <laughs> and um, But in any case, long and short of it is I decided, you know, it was coming around to 2020 again. And I was like, you know, I, I would love to do this show again. I really believe that we can make it good. And what we did was we just reached out to the cast again, to the church and everything like that. And they were all really supportive. They wanted to give it another go. And we thought, well, the best way to do a, a TV show, if we want to distribute it on major platforms and try to, you know, get it as, as big as possible, we were going to want to start a business. And that's also how the Butler Media Productions uh, came to be. So 
yeah, we, we filmed the show and we opened the business and not necessarily in that order, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things happened and we got it done. And now it's on Amazon Prime Video, Tubi TV, Vimeo, some other places too. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm very happy that it came through and I'm very grateful to the support by, you know, the people behind it. And lo and behold, we got season two coming out in January. So I'm super excited for that. Well, what an awesome, uh, uh, you know, background of how you described uh, problems higher up and, and, and what kind of inspired you to do that. Now, let me let me go back to my research. Now, I was kind of looking through some of the um, uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, I, I was looking at some of the titles and then uh, the, the episode, I believe it was episode three um, of You Killed My Dog. I, I watched that one. And I'm looking at all the actors in there and how they're all so unique. And I, I, the one that pointed out to me, besides yourself, Nigel, um, the guy that, that, that was pulling out the clinics and had the hand sanitizer in front of him, um, you know, just maybe tell, tell us about, you know, are these, are these church members, are these family members of yours, who are these people uh, in the episode? Well, that in particular person, that is uh, Mike Skip's dad, a phenomenal actor, and he used to uh, direct plays, actually, musicals, and that's how I got to know him, was he was doing a play of Scrooge, and I was Scrooge as a kid, and, you know, we'd known each other before that because he works at that church, so I, I really had a great relationship with him, and he, he was more than happy to jump on into the show and, you know, do some scenes, and yeah, so those... um. The other people in it are just friends and family and actors who are very supportive, who are good friends, who, you know, always, they may have been watching us on YouTube and said, you know, you guys are doing a great job, you know, whatnot. But they were very, um, very close to us already, and we knew we could work with them on something this low budget, and they would just go all in and just have a great time with it. Uh, you know, everybody on that show did a, did a fantastic job, and um, I'm really really happy with the way it turned out and it's funny the scene you're mentioning right there is you know that that's one of my favorites too that's you're right that's clip number three on youtube there i think that's um episode two of the uh show itself which is you know streaming and everything like that and i really really love that episode there because we have some some great um great people involved but what i love most about it is the backstory behind it we got some subplots there that are true true stories that happened in that church slightly embellished you know we just you know, we had a great time with it. So, but yeah, definitely the cast, that's who they are. They're very supportive people and good friends and good actors. You know, yeah, absolutely. And I was just kind of, um, you know, I have a lot of uh, episodes and, and scenes to be able to continue to watch, which again, and I think it was important for me to get a little bit of a feel about who you are and what your background is in terms of, of, of for the podcast and, and what I felt was important. But, you know, it's funny because one of the actors uh, in that scene too, in that particular scene, is kind of in the background, he's cleaning the window a little bit, uh, kind of a, <laughs> seems like a scary character at first. He's... Um, and, and so again, I, I do have to do my own research, Nigel, in terms of, of watching the episodes and really trying to understand uh, each one. Um, but I, I, I think it was just it was entertaining. And, and to see that you're on, you know, you're on these various platforms. You said Amazon Prime uh, to be. I mean, yep. so cool to be able to to be able to push yourself to that level. Um and to be able to say, this is what I feel is important. And we're gonna work hard to get ourselves uh, to that next level. I mean, that's commendable, very much so. 
Well, I thank you for saying that. I am, um, you know, very grateful to the many people who have helped me, you know, all along the way. And I'm very happy to say also that for our film here coming out on November 11th, that, that's going to be going to DVD because we're trying to, we're hopefully trying to, you know, one step further with each production, at least one step, you know what I mean? So it's, it's great that you say that. Also, something else I'd like to throw out there for the listeners, maybe, um, Tubi TV is a great way to watch the show for free because Tubi is a free streaming service with an advertisement or two inside the episode. And I just, I just thought I'd throw that out there because a lot of people, you know, you jump into a new uh, new show or something like that, you don't want to spend money if you don't know you're not going to like it. So I definitely recommend Tubi. And they, they got some high-quality versions of the show. I will be checking that out for sure. And, I, and before I get into the, the big secret Santa one, I want to ask you one more question. Actually, you mentioned it. You talked about how the church is a business. And, and, and I believe, I'm not sure if it was this episode or another episode, you talked about, the, the character was talking about uh, increasing attendance because attendance was uh, was was uh, of concern. And, and I'm thinking to myself, that, this is real. I remember being in a conversation at my own church once about those, uh, about attendance issues. And what can we do? So it kind of, was it was real in a lot of ways oh definitely and it's when you take those bits of realism and blend them with the the comedy that comes from the characters not even the situation that's when i think you get the most um the most true story because if it's true to real life loosely and it's true to the characters 100 percent it's real you know what i mean so they don't necessarily uh, later on in that episode they do get a visitor and they end up in, intimidating that visitor a little bit you know uh, accidentally you know <laughs> that's a, to watch it check it out because i don't want to spoil anything but it is it is funny and it's when i think it's when you're you're true to the characters for instance the person giving that speech is the the youth pastor so that's a little bit of a stereotypical take on a, a youth pastor <laughs> but he plays it very well and then you can see why he acts the way he acts when they get a new visitor and I really truly think that, that that's Matthew Easley by the way shout out to him he's a great actor and he did a great job and uh, I, I really believe that that's the best way to tell a story uh, honestly is by having uh, the structure be real and the characters do the rest and you can see where it goes from there because if it's not true to the characters or true to reality uh, at least a little bit you know you're going to lose people Good point. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And and, and now going into, of course, uh, Halloween is just around the corner. And I always say, I talked to my wife about that this morning. And you know, before you know it, it's no, it's 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 Thanksgiving. But then after Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, the Christmas season. And you have a great movie coming out, uh, Secret Santa, a Christmas adventure. And I and I I, I saw the the uh, trailer and the, the one thing that really i laughed at the trailer was uh you asked santa uh, uh about helping him and then santa's like uh, uh no 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 i i do it all myself or something <laughs> um tell me nigel what was what was the reason behind or what inspired you to make this movie secret santa well, I love, uh, I love Christmas movies, I absolutely do. And there are so few of them made every year. And something that I do realize a lot is the new ones are very cookie cutter. Now, I'm not trying to bash any type of movie, right? That's not, that's not what I do, but for specific audiences, it may not work. Like, um, I, I keep thinking of this, so I'm just gonna say it's Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have a phenomenal audience, you know, shout out to those actors, they get to work very often and do what they love. Um, you know, it's great for them, but that is not the type of Christmas movie that everybody wants to watch. So for someone like me who really loves Home Alone, 
uh, Christmas Vacation, you know, just kind of these older elf, these older kind of Christmas movies that aren't as mainstream. I wanted to see more of that and even do that. And like I say, I love Christmas. I love Christmas movies. And this was an idea I'd had for about two years now. And it felt like the right time to do it coming off problems higher up. Uh, it would be another comedy and it would be a seasonal comedy. And I really, really, truly love the story. And in fact, at the quick synopsis here, I'll just read it off so that the, the audience here knows, you know, kind of what the film's about. Uh, a few days before Christmas, two friends find themselves with no plans or close family. Things change when Santa offers them the holiday opportunity of a lifetime to assist him in delivering gifts to five houses on Christmas Eve. What could go wrong? And the part you're referencing right there is the fact that we're not actually working with Santa. We're kind of going on our own. He, uh, you know, gives us five houses, a list of houses to deliver gifts to, and kind of to assist him this year. And then he's going to be doing his thing with, with the other houses, you know? And I really, I, I really think it's, uh, um, I think it's a little clever, the, the film. Because I, I was shocked that I hadn't seen anything with this story before. Because I feel like this is something everybody thinks of, at least at some point in their life. How does a mortal human being deliver <laughs> get the houses? You know, and only five. Five, that's a lot of places, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, I thought that this was uh, a lot of fun and you could go a lot of ways with it. And I also liked that it held a huge portion of Christmas tradition inside the story all, already, which is just Christmas Eve night, Santa delivering gifts. You know what I mean? It already ties into... Um, elements of Christmas that everybody knows and lots of people love. You know that that is exciting, I, and I think that I like how how you describe it. What inspired you to to want to make this this type of movie, the comedy? Um, I definitely want to make sure I watch this with my nine year old. I think that he would definitely uh, get a kick out of that uh, and enjoy it as well. Um, and, and so, you know, do you? You know, in terms of filming and when you were filming this, I guess, you know, you might get these questions about it's a Christmas movie. When, when did you film this? How long does the production take? I mean, it's is it a, is it a weekend, which I can't imagine it just be a weekend. But I mean, what is the process once? OK, I have this idea then I start writing and filming, finding the location. What What is your process that goes into uh, into this? Yeah. So basically with this film in particular, um, the company's still new. This isn't our full-time employment. That's automatically a curveball, right? Um, Joe Monroe plays Andre. This is not his nine-to-five job either. So a lot of our filming days would be on Sundays, uh, starting at like 2 or 3 p.m. and going until sometimes 2 a.m. or, you know, sometimes 5 in the evening. It really depended on the day and what we were trying to get done. But uh, And we take breaks, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to go insane. But we really just... Everybody had such a passion for the movie, and everybody read the script before signing on, obviously, you know, and um, I think everyone who's in the movie at the end of the day uh, really likes the idea and really had a, a passion to play their part, you know, to the best that they could, and I really, um, that, that, that was our process, so to answer your question, no, it took us about two months from December to January to do the, the principal filming, you know, the majority of it, obviously there's a shot here, a shot there that we had to redo, you know, something like that. But that also made it easier for us because since we're on a, an independent budget, we don't want to be setting up and taking down all these Christmas decorations all the time. So to be able to film it through the actual Christmas season really saved us a lot of uh, a lot of effort, you know. And so there, there was a bit of a time crunch then. We had five weeks to get done everything basically indoors or that needed a, a Christmas element to it. And in January was a lot of pickups and stuff from, you know, 
the the beginning of the movie before we reach Christmas Day. Wow, what a process. You know, I and I realized there was work to be done, but then, you know, you talked about, you know, in the independent part of, of the film, uh, or the filming, excuse me, um, and, and really what, what dedication it is. I mean, so you have these other jobs that you're serving, right? Your actors are going nine to five on another day, and then you have to find time on the weekends. And that, to me, is, is, is truly dedication, which, to me, that, that's connecting to really your passion. And when you have somebody that has such a passion in life, uh, there is so many, like, you know, there's sacrifices. There are, are ways to say, hey, we need to do that. We know what the obstacles are, right? Which I know you've experienced uh, in, in your work. Uh, but to me, that is that is really, at the end of the day, you, you love what you do. It brings you joy. And... Hey, you know what? I, I think that this, uh, whoever's listening to us, and we'll, we'll make sure, if it's okay with you, Nigel, we'll, we'll make sure to connect um, the audio of the trailer at the end of this podcast uh, to make sure people can can kind of listen to more about it and then connect to your website as well and, and all the other uh, pieces. So, you know, you, you describe some of the great things in what you do. Problems higher up, uh, Secret Santa, a Christmas, Christmas adventure. Um you know, those are the things that bring you joy. Now, I like to, um, I like to ask you maybe just a few other. I, I always call them fun questions, but every question is, it seems to be fun and, and full of joy. Um, you know, what what are some of the things that, besides the film filming, um, bring you joy? Uh, various hobbies. Have you created hobbies from being an actor, a writer, a filmer? I mean, have you created hobbies that have connected from from there? Well, definitely. I mean, I the most out there uh, hobby is golf. I love to golf. You know, I, I try and get out as much as I can. Recently, it hasn't been happening too much, but hopefully I can, you know, maybe this weekend or something like that. But I love golfing. Uh, what I do love about having a business, though, is that all my hobbies can be um, backed by something, if that makes sense. So, for instance, I like writing a lot. I've been working on uh, a novel now for a couple of months. It'll, it'll obviously take a lot longer, but I, I enjoy writing, and that's something that I like to do. But now I know that when distribution comes, I'll just, you know, I'll use Butler Media Productions most likely, you know what I mean? Right. And um, as far as my other hobbies, I I love acting. There's not, uh, I, I sound like a very 2D person, but it's because I, I really, truly love acting a lot and so i'm doing some classes there and i'm looking at um you know maybe going uh and doing some some other projects because that's what i used to do before like uh, a year or two ago before this um business was started which i love but i would like to be a part of other people's productions uh frequently again you know what i mean and hopefully grow there as well so that that's another one of my hobbies i i guess most of my hobbies do correlate to this uh this company and this project but at the end of the day you know um a lot of my free time spent on this and uh, a lot of my time in general is spent on this and i i just love it i i can't think of another hobby that i'd rather be doing Amen to that. This is this is the whole point of why I love talking to people is because you know it, it you know really because I, I don't know a lot about you, but but after speaking with you, now I know a lot about who you are and, and really what brings you joy. And hopefully that that hopefully that inspires other people to really reflect and be able to ask themselves, what do I really enjoy in life? And and maybe they do have these passions and these 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 types of journeys, but to be able to reflect on that and really say, you know what, I do. This is really what I'm good at. This is really what I love to do because, you know what, life is too short not to love doing something uh, such as what you do or whatever 
somebody else may do. And, and, and that's, again, I know it sounds cliche, but I think that's so important to remind ourselves, right, Nigel, every single day. Yep. Oh, definitely. And I think that uh, having a hobby, even, it can be a job, a hobby, whatever, but having something like that is very, um, very good for everybody because it, it allows you to just kind of do what you love and be in the moment even if it, even if you only have one hour a day and what you like to do is maybe maybe you like to work out that's it you know do it do it if you can because i think it's very it's very good for you mentally and all that i also just to add on to that i love um you know socializing with people obviously that's it that's a huge thing too so you know definitely as far as i'm concerned socialize with people go to church hang out with those people you know what i mean i i just love that that whole thing you know talk to god socialize in general you know what i mean i think that's that's another great one Amen, and I love what you just said there too, and earlier uh, about your faith because that uh, that's that's also important for me, and I think that uh, uh, brings many people those those ways of uh, to navigate through those difficulties when they, when they have that faith. So thank you for for that. Um, well, Nigel, we're kind of wrapping up here, and I just wanted to kind of just do a couple of more uh, shout-outs. Again, uh, Tubi TV, it is free to stream problems higher up, right? Tubi TV, now how does somebody get Tubi TV? Well, it's hooked up to most smart TVs, or you can just type in TUBITV.com, and it should come right up on your any web browser you use or anything like that, or there's an app on your phone. There are a lot of ways to access it, actually. And then YouTube, uh, Butler Media Productions, right? That is correct. Butler Media Productions LLC is the username, I believe. And make sure we'll, we'll connect. Uh, we'll t- connect all these links to the the podcast. I, I want to make sure people are, are are checking it out. I will be going on Tubi TV and uh, start to watch all the episodes of uh, Problems Higher Up. And I will uh, I'll share it with some other people too. I think people that I know that would uh, could relate and say, "Wow, that is absolutely what we've experienced as well." <laughs> we definitely appreciate it. And if you get a chance, you know, rate it on uh, Amazon or on IMDb, you know, it tells us basically what's good or bad about it and gives us a rough idea how we're doing. And it really is very, um, very helpful to us. So definitely do that if you feel so inclined. Absolutely. Well, Nigel, I want to thank you again for being here. Um, it, it was my privilege. And thank you again. And we will definitely, uh, we'll be in touch, all right? Fantastic. Sounds great. Thanks again. And thanks for le- listening to m- their stories.